Yo, welcome to The Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and today I have a very special treat for you. I am going to be talking about the follow-up movie to my favorite shoujo anime of all time, Roots Basket, with the movie that is fittingly called Roots Basket Prelude. Roots Basket Prelude, I'm going to start off by saying is not for everyone. It's actually only for a select few, and that's for a few reasons. This film is split up into three different parts. A recap, a prequel story, and a sequel story. And the recap, it's fairly well done. The only issue is, yeah, it goes through seasons one through three, highlighting the key moments in Kyo and Toru's relationship, but you don't get that full Fruits Basket magic. Like, if you spent the past 63 episodes over the course of 2019, 2020, 2021, three years, if you watch the show, you're going to appreciate the recap, because, let's face it, there are so many other shows that come out every year, and maybe you have a serious backlog of stuff that you got to watch. But if you haven't watched Fruits Basket, you're not going to get the full package by watching this 25 to 30 minute recap. Also, it's a 25 to 30 minute recap for a movie that's a little under an hour and a half long. I don't know about you, but that just doesn't fully sit right with me. Especially because, I mean, I remember the show pretty well, but that's just because I find it to be extremely memorable. Maybe other people don't feel the same. But we didn't really need that. And if that was the case, they could have just made it an OVA. I don't know. It still could have been released in theaters, which it's going to be. We'll get into that later. But yeah, I just really... I appreciated how well done the recap was, because it was done very well, but it also didn't need to happen, and that's the first part of the movie. The second part of the movie is a prequel, which is why it's called Fruits Basket Prelude. The prequel follows Toru's parents, how they met, and how they ended up towards where the main story is. You have Toru's mother, Kyoko, who is a 14-year-old delinquent. She's in a gang. She has a horrible relationship with her parents. And she doesn't like going to school. She's, she's just in a really bad place in life. And then you have Katsuya, who's eight years her senior, which is quite the deal. Which is quite the statement. Yeah, this this story was written in the 90s, but if you find the concept of grooming to be apparent here, and if you find it to be triggering, please do not watch this movie, because while it could potentially not be seen here, there's no denying the age difference and how that influences a lot of what happens in this story. So, 
there's Katsuya, who's eight years her senior, so he's about 22 when the movie starts. And she's not doing well, and he feels like he's a really bad person. He feels like he's not getting anything out of life. And they meet up. He takes an interest in her, not in a romantic way, at least it doesn't seem that way, but they they have a nice mentor-student relationship while he's there, and it turns into a friendship. He really gets her out of that bad place in her life, and she helps him come out of his shell and be the person who he wants to be, or at least who he thinks he or at least who he never thought he could be. And as you know, they become Toru's parents. And it's it's a decent love story if you were to take away that age element, which is extremely... No, it's impossible to do. You can't take away that age element, which makes it really predatory, especially when... Kyoko comes of age and he's like, all right, we're going to get married, which he does in a pretty, I'm not going to lie, pretty neat way. Because let's face it, Kyoko's father, you'll find out if he watches a total piece of shit. And that's all I'm going to say about it. That proposal was fucking awesome. But other than that, it does seem predatory. He was, he's like, oh, I've been holding back this whole time. And yeah, if if you or someone who you know has experienced a negative, has had a negative experience with a severe age difference like that, and you find that triggering, do not watch this movie because it will put you in a really bad place. I mean, their love story, it kind of works. It's It's really beautiful once they're adults. Because you can tell, I mean, throughout their entire mentor, friendship, lovers, relationship, all they've ever wanted is what's best for one another. They've really wanted to support each other emotionally. They wanted to bring out the best in each other. There are a lot of really cool moments between the two of them. And then seeing Kyoko especially evolve from a teenage delinquent to Toru's loving mother that we see in the show. It's something really special, but it might be a little hard or very hard to get past that age difference. And I don't blame anybody for that. Honestly, I'm still off-putted by it. And I don't see why they had to make an entire movie out of it, especially when that story itself wasn't movie-length. I feel like this movie didn't really need to happen, period. If you like Fruits Basket like I do, it's a nice little slice of cake, but it is the thinnest slice of cake that you could possibly have. Like, just read the manga. Everything is very well animated here. That's a Fruits Basket staple. And I really like the way water is animated here. But it doesn't look that different from the show. There's barely any difference at all, except, again, that water. I really like well-animated water. I, I cannot get over it. That and eyes, those are two of my favorite things. So I can't really say 
go out and watch this unless you are a super fan of Fruits Basket because one, you're ruining the entire show's experience if you haven't watched the show. And two, this is a decent story, nothing phenomenal. It gives a lot of background to Kyoko's character, which, I mean, we knew she was a loving mother if, if you've seen the show, and she was really, really cool. I really appreciated her character. And seeing how she got to that place, it was actually really neat. But I, I feel like her development, again, it's that thin slice of cake. It didn't really need to happen because we got a lot of her character and who she was like from Toru and how Toru acted throughout the entire show. So overall, the movie was unnecessary, but there is one shining factor, and that's the third part of the movie that's less than 10 minutes, I believe. And that is the fact that Miss Natsuki Takaya wrote a special little ditty for a sequel to The End of Fruits Basket. And boy, oh boy, it is just a nice little treat. It's a slightly bigger piece of cake. And I really enjoyed it. It's just showing where Kyo and Toru are after they leave at the end of the show. So, nothing major, nothing serious. But it was just nice to see how they were doing, see how they've grown up a little bit. Especially because we get that nice little view of them at the end of the series. But it's just nice to see them as adults and see how far they've come and that they're still very much in love. Well, I recommend this movie to anyone who's not a hardcore Fruits Basket fan. Absolutely not. This is definitely for people who loved the 2019 show and watched it to its completion. Otherwise, do not watch this movie because it's a bit inaccessible. Or at the very least, just not that great of a watch aside from the third part and seeing where they end up. So, if you are interested, if you're the Hardcore Fruits Basket fan and you are interested in watching this, it's going to be in theaters on June 25th, 28th, and 29th with tickets on sale now being distributed by Crunchyroll, who I also want to thank for giving me the opportunity to watch this movie by sending me a screener. It was super nice of you guys. I really do love Fruits Basket. And I thought this movie, because I'm such a fan, was okay. But I really, again, if you're not a super fan, can't recommend it. But that's about all I got. Check out Fruits Basket Prelude if you want to. If you don't, totally fine. This is not something that I would be like, you gotta go see. So, with that, if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can do so at AnimeAlphaGoat. You can also follow me on Twitter at OurAnimeHome, or you can email me recommendations at OurAnimeHome at gmail.com. I, again, want to thank Crunchyroll for giving me the opportunity to watch this movie, and thank all of you for listening. And with that, I am out. <laughs>